This morning we're going to be carrying on in our series really. We've been talking about the mission of the life of the church really and at the beginning of January Dave uh, spoke about uh, transforming the atmosphere of the city with the love of God. You know that's our line that we're trying to really communicate and live out in various ways and then the following three weeks Dave spoke about connecting with God and how that's you know the bottom line really. You know we want to connect with God and, and we've done that this morning in various ways and You know, he went on to then say about growing together, you know, and how growing together is so important. We're not called to live a faith that's just on our own, private or individual. We're called to be with one another, to pray with one another, to spur one another on. You know, we had these little sheets with all the scriptures on to take away. And then last week, we had serve others. You know, we connect with God, we grow together, and we serve others. You know, Dave shared as well, didn't he, about like how... Jesus came to serve and not to be served, you know, and and what a great example that is for us. And we had like a ministry fair where people could sign up and get involved. And, you know, there's so many people already serving in different ways. But this morning I want to talk about some values for us as a church as well and and for Christians in our own lives as followers of Jesus. Still got the uh, the song, should carry on singing, but no, it's great. And, uh, you know, there's three things I really want to talk about based upon this scripture in 1 Corinthians 13. We read the passage, and you've probably heard it many times, where it talks about love, and it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, and growing in faith. And there's a a verse at the end, the last verse in 1 Corinthians 13, that says this. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. You know, these three values should be who we are. They should define every part of our lives as followers of Jesus. You know, and as a church, corporately, but in our individual lives, to be people of faith, hope, and love. And the first thing I want to talk about then this morning is we want to be a church that steps out in faith. Faith is like a reliance and a trust in God. When we grow up, you know, when we're born, we're we're dependent upon our parents, aren't we? We're we're dependent upon them to provide for us. And as we grow older, we're taught to become self or independent, aren't we? To make decisions for ourselves and to support ourselves. That's a natural part of life. Well, I think when it comes to following Jesus, we, we don't want to become more independent. We want to become more God-dependent. We want to trust in him more. We don't want to rely on our own strength, on our own lives, on our own decisions, but come to dis, de, like, uh, depend upon God more and more in everything we do. He says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 that we're to live by faith and not by sight. You know, as Phil prayed at the end, you know, we cannot always see God, but we always know that he's there. It's by living by faith that pleases God as well. In Hebrews 11.6, I often can resonate with the disciples in the Bible when they, there's two, two passages really. One where they're, they're in the boat and there's a storm coming and they wake Jesus up and they say, come and help us, you know, there's a terrible storm. And Jesus comes and, and calms the storm as we, we know. But then he, he says to the disciples, do you still have no faith? You know, why are you so afraid? Sometimes we can feel like that, can't we? That we can be very afraid in situations in our lives, but we just need to trust God and put our trust in him. When Peter stepped out of the boat as well, in Matthew 14, it must have been a pretty scary moment to step out of the boat onto the water. The boat was his comfort. You know, a great enemy of faith, we often think is fear, and it is. You know, we can be very afraid about stepping out in our faith. But another one for us in the Western culture, I think, is comfort. We can become very comfortable without realizing it can be very subtle in our lives. 
And I think it's one way that we just need to be aware of, really. So I just suggest four small steps that we can step out of the boat of our comfort. The first is to embrace change. You know, I remember when I was growing up at church and sometimes in the service, the pastor would do things a little bit differently and he'd ask us to get a bit more involved or engaged and I was always like squirming in my seat because I was just quite happy where I was, you know, just comfortable in my seat. But, you know, God wants us to, to step out, you know, and to be willing to change and be prepared to adapt the, uh, the method but not the message. The second is to love new people in church. You know, that might seem an obvious thing for us to do as Christians, but sometimes if someone comes in and sits in your seat, you know, we've heard that before, haven't we? We might smile at them, but secretly we're thinking something else, aren't we? But, you know, inviting people around for lunch as well. You know, we do this thing last year, I think, friends and family, just encouraging people. Some people are really good at just inviting them around, but that might be uncomfortable for you because you don't want them to come into your home. You don't, all that sort of conversations that might be a bit deeper than the nice hello you know, how you're doing on a Sunday morning, but just encouraging you to step out. That's one way we can do that. Thirdly is to bring Jesus into our conversations. Again, this might be very natural for some of us that are perhaps very um, evangelistic and just love to do that, but for others, it might not come so naturally. I just want to encourage you, whether it's with Christians or with non-Christians, just to bring God into your everyday conversations. Include him in the decisions you make. Include him in the things you talk about. And fourthly, is to do something that scares us. This is probably uh, not the sort of thing you'd probably want to hear on a Sunday morning, you know, just a nice little encouragement. But I think, you know, the disciples were scared a number of times. They were, but they also came through because they knew God was with them. You know, it says in the Bible 366 times that do not be afraid. You know, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Joshua 1.9. It would be on the screen. So says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. You know, that's a real promise we can hold on to when we're stepping out of the boat and challenging our levels of comfort. I remember a few years ago, I was asked to speak at the Christian Union here in Derby. And um, I actually turned down the opportunity, um, not because I was busy or I had other plans, but simply because I was afraid. You know, I don't often like to admit that, really, and I haven't told that story to too many people, but, you know, the only person that really missed out that day wasn't necessarily the students, but it was me. I had an opportunity where I could have grown, I could have stepped out of the boat, but I decided I was happy where I was. And I just want to encourage you, you know, the only people that miss out is us when we don't step out of the boat. God has so much in store for our lives, but we want to be people that step out in faith and trust God. Rob shared at the men's breakfast a few weeks ago this passage in Mark 5 where Jesus tells um, this woman that wants to be healed, just believe. Sometimes we think we have to do so much or have a massive amount of faith to believe, and we sometimes can make it overly complicated. But Jesus calls us just to believe. And it also says in Matthew 17, faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. You know, the scripture's on the screen now. Faith is small as a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will be moved. Nothing will be impossible for you. You know, sometimes we think that we need the faith the size of a mountain to move a mustard seed. But really, it's the other way around. We, we need to just trust God. And on the way out today, just as a bit of a reminder for you, there's going to be some seeds at the info point. Just to take a seed 
to remind you that that's all you need, a small amount of faith, and God can do great things in your life. I also want you to, as you take the seed, to almost have a prayer with that seed. Maybe a situation that you're in at the moment. It might be a friend or a family member that you just want breakthrough or support or peace. You just want God to answer a prayer. So take this seed and believe that God can answer your prayer. Often we want God to move in our lives, don't we? And we can pray and pray and pray. But sometimes God just wants us to move as well. You know, we see the heroes of the faith in the Bible that they, were, they had fervent prayer lives and they had a constant communication with God and that's what we want and need in our lives. But they were also men and women of action. Faith is an active word and we're called to live that out. I've recently been reading this book called The Circle Maker. It's a great book, all about prayer really. Um, but it's based upon uh, when Joshua and the Israelite army went to the walls of Jericho. And he wanted the walls to come down, and he prayed to God. And God said to him, you know, you have to walk around the wall seven times. And I don't know if you're in that situation, whether you would have responded obediently and you would have walked around seven times. But, but that's what Joshua did with the army, and we see the wall came down. You know, sometimes we have to take these steps of faith. He, they might have looked silly walking around, you know, imagine the fourth or fifth time. You know, people would have questioned why they're doing it, but it was obedience to God. So we pray fervently, but we also step out in faith. Someone once said to me when I was afraid of, of failing some, some exams, they said, pray as though you hadn't worked and work as though you hadn't prayed. You know, we trust in God. We pray fervently as if we've done nothing. But then we also do what we can. You know, we don't just leave it to chance. You know, we work hard and we trust God. Let's be a church that steps out in faith. It says in Hebrews 11 that we now have faith in confidence. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. We also want to be a church that gives hope to the world around us. You only have to look on the news for a certain amount of time to see that the world is in need of hope. There's a lot of dire situations all around us. Even in Derby, you don't have to look too far sometimes to see that there's many people in hope that need hope. We all need hope as well, don't we? It's, it's one of those things that, you know, we heard a testimony of what God's done in someone's life and just how Jesus is that hope in our lives. Hope brings purpose. It brings focus and perspective. We read in Isaiah as well that hope provides strength and it, it enables endurance. You know, when life's tough, if we have hope, it enables us to keep going, to press on because we know that there's better days ahead. We all love to hear these stories, don't we? We love hearing stories of lives turned around and, and when people have hope. There's a lot of films that come out that there's a t where life's going well and suddenly it goes into crisis and then suddenly there's a moment of hope and the story turns around. Many of you who know me uh, know that I'm, I quite like football and, and sport. And um, about 11 years ago now, there was a big sporting event. There was the Champions League final and... Uh, in that game, at halftime, Liverpool were 3-0 down. Some of you might have known know this already. They were 3-0 down, and it seemed like all hope was gone. I was watching the game with my friends, and I turned off the telly because I wanted the British team to win. They weren't. I'd given up hope, to be honest. But it, was, it seemed all over. But many of you will know what happened next is their captain scored a goal just after halftime. And that was his, he, was, he did this to sort of G the players, G the fans, and everyone started to start believing that they could turn things around. 
He gave them a, a, a glimmer of hope. And as we see, they went on to draw the game and, and win on penalties. The reason I share that story is some of us might feel like we're 3-0 down at the moment. Some of us might feel like we're in a situation where we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. We might feel that we don't know what's going to happen next. We might feel uncertain about our life, whether it's a career, a relationship, our finances. But let me read this verse, and I want you to really take hold of this verse from Romans 15, 13. May the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace, that you may abound in all hope. It goes on to say that so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God is a God of hope. Whatever your situation is, wherever you are now, if you're lacking hope, all we have to do is trust in Jesus. He is the hope of the world. He he is the light of the world in the darkest of situations. Our hope is in him, in his word, in his promises. He is faithful and true. This hope is an anchor for our soul. We turn to him even through the difficulties. You know, I sometimes think of heroes of faith, of like, you know, great leaders and, and great communicators. But really, for me, heroes of faith are people that have come through these storms and that have held on to the, the, the hope that they have in Jesus Christ, that they trust in him whatever happens in their lives. Because God is with him. God is with us. But one way as well, whilst we receive hope, we're called to be a church that gives hope. You know, that was what we want to be and be known for. And there's a, a great scripture in 1 Peter 3.15 that says, Always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. And for me, sometimes that can, I feel a bit uncomfortable with that. You know, if someone asks you, why, why are you a Christian? You know, would you be prepared to give them an answer or to open up and share whatever that question might be? We have to be prepared to give a reason for the hope. We're doing a few courses this year, which will just equip us as a church to do that. You know, we've got Under the Influence with Gary, Gary Gibbs, and later on in the year we're going to have Reason to Believe. They're just courses that help us to communicate our faith with others and to share the hope that we have. But as we know, hope is not just a verbal communication. It's not just a spoken gospel, but it's also the physical form too. We have to bring hope to one another, don't we? Enter the world. James 2.16 says that if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and feed well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? You know, that's why I absolutely love the Hope Center. You know, we opened the Hope Center about five years ago now, and you see how much hope we're bringing to the city. You know, the difference we're making week in, week out, and you guys are all serving, you know, and making a difference there, and You know, in various forms, you know, whether it's the food bank, the clothes, the furniture, the job club, the night shelter, the list goes on. You know, the amount of things that we're bringing hope to people in dire situations. So let's keep going with that. Let's press on and keep bringing hope to people in different ways. And one other thing is is to be joyful in hope. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes we can communicate our faith with a yes message with a no face. You know, we can say to people, Jesus loves you, but we don't look like (laughs) he loves us, you know. And I think, you know, it says be joyful in hope. You know, when we share the good news of Jesus Christ, let's bring it with a smile. You know, I know life's not always great, and there's times where we have to mourn. There's a time for everything. But we're joyful in hope. We know that there's better days ahead. Yeah. 
Let's be a church that brings hope to the world around us. And thirdly, let's be a church that demonstrates the love of God to the world around us. Let's be a church that demonstrates the love of God to the world around us. We read in the passage earlier about faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. You know, we can have faith that moves mountains. But if we do not have love, then we are nothing. You know, love is what makes a difference. Love is the bottom line. And we love others because he first loved us. We love others because he first loved us. God demonstrated his love for us. You know, we read in John 3.16, don't we? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, God demonstrates his love for us, and we're to demonstrate our love for him and others. Jesus would always teach about the motive as well, wouldn't he? He would say the reason behind the, the actions we were taking and the importance of our heart when we made these decisions But that was always to complement the action and never to substitute it. We're called to live out our faith. We're called to know why we're doing it, but also to live it out. Someone can tell you that they love you, but it's the actions that will speak louder, won't it? You know, we see one's love for one another by their actions. And we're called to do the same. We're called not just to tell people that we love them, but really to show them. Show them the love of God. I want you to just think for a moment, just to uh, use your imagination, to think if someone could give you a, a gift this week or do something nice for you, just have a think what you would want that to be. Just one small act of kindness, just a small thing that would make your day or make your week. It can be anything. It would probably be different for different people. But I just want you to think of something, just to take hold of that. When you've thought of that nice thing, What I want you to do is, I want you to do that for someone else this week. I want you to put that into action and what you would really like someone to do to you, do to others. We read in Luke 6.31, do to others as you would have done to you. I would often, uh, like reading as I say, you know, and I would often sometimes uh, just order a book for someone else. It's easy to do online, isn't it? You know, you can get their addresses, post it to them. I've done that a few times and Recently, I got a book through the post. <laughs> you know, someone had done it back to me. You know, it's amazing, isn't it, really? You know, but just God's love, you know, we demonstrate it by doing things for other people. And we don't do it in order to get something back. We do it because of what God's done for us. We need to demonstrate the love of God. And for some of us, we think, how, what is the love? You know, how do we demonstrate that? And we know that God is love. He says that in scriptures. But one way we can also live this out and demonstrate it to those around us is using this scripture from 1 Corinthians 13. Many of us will have read this many times. It's probably read at weddings and different occasions, but it's so true. But what I want us to do as we read it is to change love to your name. I want you to read it and say, you are this. <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy It does not boast, it is not proud or rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, 
always hopes and always perseveres. Love never fails. You know, if you put your name there where, where love is, it's hard, isn't it? It's challenging just to do the first one. <laughs> love is patient. You know, but as we begin to just put this into our lives and, and have this as a template for our, our lives to love people, to demonstrate the love of God, this is a great, great place to start, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. The great commandment is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. If we just do that, we'll be all right. You know, it's very simple, isn't it? But I think God, you know, Jesus said those words in that order for a reason. You know, if we love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, then we'll begin to love others. You know, we begin to see people how God sees them when we love God with all our heart. And then it becomes easier to love others because sometimes it's hard to love people, isn't it? It is. <laughs> a few people responded, so that's great. You know, last year, I got a text off one of my friends, and um, it was a bit out of the blue, really. We were just texting each other, and uh, he just said to me, you know, let me just read this out. It says, in all circumstances, just remember that I will always, always love you. What a text. I was just like proper thrown by it, really. And I, I text back going, yeah, you too, mate. You know, I was just, <laughs> just, just trying to play it cool, really. But, like, that's amazing, isn't it, really? You know, but the reason I share that is... That was a real God moment for me. Because although it was my friend saying it, and it really affirmed the friendship, really I just felt that God was saying that to me. And this is what God wants to say to each and every one of us today. That in all all circumstances, we need to remember that he will always, always love us. Whatever happens, wherever we are in life, God loves us. But God wants us to love people, but not just our friends as well. It's easy to love those that love us, isn't it? And to respond with love to those who show love to us. But if we love those who love us, what reward is that? Jesus taught us to love our enemies. It's powerful, isn't it? Love our enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. We want to be people that reach out to the the least, the lost, and the last. And, you know, Jesus loved those who hated him. He loved those who were outcast and despised amongst their day. He loved sinners. He loved each and every one of us. And we're called to do the same. There's a great passage in Galatians 6.10. It says this, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. We almost need eyes of love. You know, we need to see people with an opportunity to do good, to demonstrate the gospel. We have opportunities all day. You know, wherever we go, whatever we do, there's opportunities that will just keep coming up for us to demonstrate the love of God. The Good Samaritan, he had an opportunity just to walk by. You know, we'll have opportunities this week where we, we have the choice. You know, we won't necessarily feel condemned. We might not even realize it, but we have the opportunity to do good and to show love and to demonstrate that to one another. It might be picking up the kids. It might be doing your weekly shop. Walking the dog, filling up the petrol. You know, small things, different places, wherever we go. Sometimes we're waiting for a, a big divine moment before we demonstrate God's love, but it's in the small things as well that make a big difference. 
It might just be even picking up the phone. I had a phone call earlier last week, and uh, it was just a friend saying, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's great, isn't it? You know, I, I usually like have my life planned, you know, this, this, and this. And if someone calls, it's usually for something specific. But he just wanted to say, how are you doing? You know, what a simple way we can show someone love this week is just call someone and just say, how are you doing? Very easy, isn't it? Sometimes we make some of these things very challenging and hard, but I just want the band to come up just before we come to close. You know, there's been some uh, things that we can just take away, and I, I wonder if we just uh, stand as well as we come to close this, at the end of the service. You know, there's three things. You know, we want us to be a church that steps out in faith, that steps out in faith, that is bold and courageous. We want to be a church that gives hope to the world around us. We want to be a church that demonstrates the love of God to all we meet. You know, when we hear different sermons and we hear different talks, week in, week out, we get used to the routine. But I think it's really important that we just take a few moments just to digest what God's been saying to some of us this morning just to allow that seed to be planted in our hearts and in our lives. Maybe God's prompted you to take certain action this week, to do something. I want you just to close your eyes for a moment, just to think about your walk with the Lord at the moment, just to think about your life at the moment and all that's going on. You know, God knows your heart, God knows your situation. I just want to give an opportunity, really, where people can respond this morning to the word. And I just feel that there might be a few people that maybe are just afraid to step out of the boat. That maybe they've just been feeling that they've got to do something or want to do something for the Lord. And they're just, fear is just stopping them from stepping out. Maybe they're comfortable. Maybe you just feel that you're quite happy where you are and you know that if you step out of the boat, it might be a bit inconvenient. I just want to encourage you this morning to respond. Be bold, be courageous. There might be other people here this morning that feel that their, their life is in a hopeless situation at the moment. That again, they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel and they just need to take hold of this scripture. Maybe there's people that feel just very distant from God and just need to experience the love of God again. I want to give people an opportunity to be prayed with this morning. You know, I think it's so important that we pray for one another in church life, you know, not just in life groups and not just with close friends, but, you know, that we respond to God's word and we say, God, I want to be courageous. So if, if you're in one of these three categories, really, you know, if you want to be bold and courageous, if you want to overcome fear with love I just want to encourage you to come forward there's going to be people here praying just make your way forward to the front just as a declaration to God and say yes here I am send me whatever it is just encourage you to come forward maybe you're in a hopeless situation you just need a touch from the Lord right now
you might feel like the game's over and you don't know what to do. You can't see any hope. I just want to encourage you to come forward. People will be praying for you. Jesus is our hope. We can praise God for that. But let's just respond and just ask God for a touch from him this morning. Just encourage you again if you want that hope again this morning in your life. If you're in a situation where you're just struggling, just come to the front. There'll be people here to pray with you. And maybe you're feeling a bit lonely. You're feeling a bit down. You feel like you don't experience this love of God, which many people will talk about. And you just want that experience. You just want to feel the love of God in your life again. Or even for the first time, if you've never given your life to Jesus, and you want to experience this hope, this faith, this love, then I just encourage you to come forward for prayer this morning. There's going to be people that will just pray with us and just allow God just to take root in our lives. And As people are being prayed for, you know, if there's uh, ministry leaders or the ministry team can just start praying with the guys at the front, that'd be great. But, you know, for people that are just still in their seats and whether you're on the balcony and you, can't, you want to come down, I just encourage you not to allow the, the stairs to be a barrier for you stepping out in faith if it's a hopeless situation to come forward. In the meantime, I just want you to just think about the word this morning. Maybe you take the seed away with you as you leave this place this morning. What is it that you want God to do in your life? God loves to hear our prayers. He loves to hear our faith prayers where we believe for what God can do in our lives. just want you to think of one thing, what you want God to do in your life this week. Take that seed of faith and believe that God can move mountains. He wants to move in your life. We're just going to allow the Holy Spirit just to minister to us this morning. We're just going to sing a song in the background. But just encourage you, don't miss out on this opportunity. Sometimes we're very aware of our surroundings and the people around us, but God wants to meet with us. God wants to to set us free. He wants to bring hope to the hopeless. He wants to bring joy where there is none. He wants to bring direction where there's no, no purpose. He wants to give us guidelines. He wants to show us the way. So just encourage you not to miss out on this opportunity, just to come forward for prayer, to share with someone, and just to receive all that God has for you this morning. We're going to sing a song as well now. Thanks for
You're the author of salvation. You loved us from the start. Waiting here for you.
for the truth that's in your name, Jesus. You're the hope of all the world, God. Lord, whatever situation we're in, God, we know that you're there with us, God. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love that never fails. Lord, I thank you for all that you're doing in and through our lives, God. I just pray, Lord, over these seeds that we take away with us this day, God. Lord, we pray for answered prayers, God. We believe as a church that you can do all things, God. That you are the God of the impossible, Lord. So I pray, Lord, right now for each and every one of us here this day. That as we go from this place, God, you will begin to just, you will continue your work in and through us, Lord. Lord, help us fix our eyes on you. Help us become more aware of your presence, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you go with us. We praise your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's been great to be together this morning.